0: Coming to you from the Eminem Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now.
1: Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I am here with episode 26 return guest Amelia Stansell. Woo hoo! Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm coming back. I want the world to know. Amelia said she didn't get a song before when we uh, first recorded this because we had to re-record. Um, so I wanted to make sure to give her a song. So uh, yeah, I got a song. there you go, Amelia. I'm song worthy. <laughs> you are song worthy. serenaded today. It's so, a good day. Thank you so much for coming back. You're welcome. I'm and, glad to be back. Yeah. So for those, if you didn't hear it or just a recap, we talked about getting our stuff together last time Mm -hmm. kicking off a a new year but whenever you listen to it it's always a great time to get your shit together yes sorry kids um so today we're going to talk about getting your money together Mm -hmm. because amelia knows her stuff Mm -hmm. so thank you amelia you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to read. She brought she brought back a bio, guys. I'm telling you, she has her stuff together. She has her stuff together. So I want to go through that to kind of update you on kind of who she is, um, also why she knows her stuff, and why I respect her so much for knowing her stuff, and then just throw a little disclaimer out there. But I'm excited to jump in to talk about money, because money is the thing that everyone wants, but no one wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. We just want it to magically grow on trees. Um but yet, you, we don't want to actually discuss, I feel like, a lot of times how to get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to how to get to the money tree. If that was the case, I would love that. Christmas but, tree farm. Bam. Yeah. Done. Boom. Is that the secret to making Mine, money? At least growing trees. Oh, okay. Cool. I really thought I was like, oh, my gosh. Is this a great money making up? No. Do we need to start go, a Christmas
2: tree go, farm? Go to oh the soft gosh. tip.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to recap, you guys, who is Amelia? So instead of me saying, Amelia, who are you? I'm going to read who you are, unless you want to read it. No, that's weird. If I read it, go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to read who she is because so that she's not, you know, the hardest question I feel like I always ask on the podcast is who are you? So she came prepared. She is, Amelia is, the wife of Troy, the mother of Amelia, Grace, and Bitsy, ages five and seven, and Callie, their exchange student from China, who's a senior and is living with them for the year. She serves on several local, national, and global boards. She's an adjunct instructor for the Lord Fairfax Community College's Workforce Solution and their Leadership Institute. She leads a women's leadership book club. She's a senior commercial loan officer, as well as being very active in her church and is, of course, a daughter, a sister, a friend. She has a passion for traveling. Her and her husband are on a mission to visit 50 countries and all 50 states before they're 50. And she's at 33, Troy's sitting at 35, and she only has five states to go. In one country we're knocking off next week. That is amazing. What's next week? Panama. Panama. So when this comes out, you will have been to Panama. It'll so. be tan. It'll be wonderful. Oh, jealous. Are the kids going on that one? Yep. Oh, so good. So we so I often tell people when people start to give me praises for like, Samantha, you're so amazing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Um, But then after a while, they're like, I can't believe you travel with your kids so much. Can't believe you go on all these road trips. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, thank you for recognizing how amazing I am. But I have a friend who travels freaking internationally with her kids. And so I feel like that puts me to shame no <laughs> but <laughs> amelia reminds me that road trips are harder so road trips are way harder than being <laughs> on an airplane you don't have the jet lag issue
2: that we deal with when we travel True. but being on an airplane is way easier than being in a car i can't so. i don't know yeah. see
1: i was always afraid to travel with kids because i felt like you were trapped in a box <laughs> but then i i was on a plane after the kids got a little older and it was so loud on the plane mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah. It doesn't really matter. And there's always at least one kid way worse than yours. I mean mine
2: are really good travelers, like freakishly good travelers, but yeah. there's always at least one screamer. So we usually get on and somebody is like everybody looks at us like, Oh, you have kids and it's like my kids have been traveling since they were eight weeks old, they're
1: good. And so And it made me we, we feel get, better yeah, seeing your kids with devices yeah. on your trips. Oh heck yeah like I felt like oh my gosh you are exposing your kids to all this international travel and they're so cultured and they're so exposed and then seeing them one time on a device I was like oh thank god well praise the lord okay good they also they use their devices to take their own pictures and their own videos and stuff so I know they're getting the experience but it just made me feel better knowing that (laughs) like (laughs) like please tell me that when you're eating dinner in a foreign country that they're playing a game on their phone eventually oh yeah okay I just (laughs) needed I needed that for my mom heart yes thank you
2: I would like to say I'm that perfect mom like i totally before I had kids like i would never give my kids a device what loser gives their kids devices yeah. come on and oh, then i was like right. and here's a phone <laughs> but I <laughs> Here here's my do. old phone you can have my old phone you can't like see the real world with it but you can take pictures and you can play a lot of fisher price and abc mouse baby yes yes mm-hmm. you
1: give them all the culture yeah all the experience but i'm glad to know that uh, Yes. That there's some device time in yes, there.
2: Yes, there's definitely some <laughs> Netflix downloads Phew. to be able to be on planes Phew. and stuff. Yes. Not
1: that we should compare. I know. I, sh- I if you didn't, it shouldn't matter. You yeah. do you. Yeah, I do but, me. You know. and know, I do me with. Technology. I do. Yeah, me too. Um, but if you don't, I totally respect and love you for it too. You know, whoever you are. Um, (laughs) saint if you
2: are, (laughs) whichever one you are, because there's probably
1: one. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. Um, (laughs) proud of it. I'm proud of it all. Um, okay. So some relevant experience. Why are we talking to Amelia about money, even though she's a banker? Is she here today just because she's a banker? Definitely not even though bankers are amazing, but that's not what makes her so special. So she's been in the financial services interest industry for two decades as a financial advisor, then as a banker. And um, she's worked in the private sectors and personal banking to small businesses, and she's currently serving the commercial clients. She's had her insurance and investment licenses. However, she no longer does, so she's not sharing any hot stock tips today. Sorry. Bummer.
2: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Wah. Yeah. Wah-wah. Okay. So you guys. Tune out now. Boom. No. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've obviously you can tell I'm like a little more official today because she gave me her bio. But the real reason I want to is to give the personal disclaimer because <laughs> podcasts are a place for honesty, but we do not want to get sued. Yes. So. Her personal disclaimer is that she's not a certified financial planner. She's but a mere, mere human with over 20 years in the financial services industry, and she's seen a lot of good, bad, and ugly during that time. And she's learned a lot, and she's here and willing to share it with us. But remember, she's not psychic, nor does she have a crystal ball, or else she would not be on this free podcast. <laughs> any advice she gives is based on her personal experience and not a reflection of or on behalf of her employer or any of their subsidiaries. She'll be speaking in generalities here, and to get specific personal advice, always speak with a professional about your specific goals and situation.
2: You like that? Thank you, Amelia. I don't think any, any attorney would ever allow me to you say all worry, that. but
1: <laughs> I feel <laughs> oh. that made me feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're like totally a legit. Podcast now with this disclaimer. Yes.
2: yes. And, and I'm sure, like, any attorney would be like, You, you can't, say all, can't say all that. You can't
1: say all that. I don't really know. People are like, Why are they even saying this? Well, I said, I feel like I need to give the disclaimer that because I always joke about this being fe- free therapy, but the disclaimer is this is in no way therapy. I highly recommend real therapy. This is simply. Uh, support on the road of life and helping mm. to figure out the human condition. Should
0: we run the uh, disclaimer by our podcast sponsor first?
1: Yes, yeah. right? <laughs> so I, I was like, maybe you should to your podcast sponsor and he can... Either-
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he'll legalize this and go, yeah, you can't say any of this. Trash. Oh, it yeah. means nothing. <laughs> Eminem,
1: how do you feel about this? He would not want to do that because he doesn't want a lawyer anymore. Yeah. He's done lawyering. He's done lawyering. Yeah. I'm so educated. <laughs> you never know I was an English major. <laughs> He's done with the lawyering world. Um that's great. So, okay. So as I said, you guys, Amelia helped us get our shit together last time. And she has her money act together. And what I love is that when we've met Amelia when we go out to lunch and stuff, you're willing to kind of share your heart. And the reason I say your heart is because I remember one coffee we had in particular is you, I hope I can say this. You can tell me if you don't want me to share this. Okay. Um, but this is why I love your heart and why I love you and why I wanted to talk about this today because you You have not only a heart for finances because of your background, which we'll kind of recap and and talk about. Um, You don't only have a passion for saving money because you're financially sound. You have a heart for truly helping other people. And you want to give back to your community. And you want to give back to uh, like humanity. And so I just I feel like you can get advice anywhere. But when the person who you're listening to has like a heart for travel, you know, I, I, I was joking before about, oh, you've, you've visited all this stuff. You must be in debt to your eyeballs, like that old commercial, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to travel. Um, <clears throat> people might assume that, but because I know you and we've talked about it, it's like, I know you are able to make these decisions because of your financial you know, Mm -hmm. um, good decisions. And so anyway, I just wanted to give you that plug, because I just remember talking to you. And we didn't just talk about the fun things you do with your money, or the frugal things you do with your money. We talked about what ways you've been able to give back and to support people and to, you know, change make changes in people's life. And so I just really respect and appreciate you for that. So
2: thank you. Yeah. thank you.
1: So why don't you recap? um, If you didn't you can stop now and go back to episode 26. Um, or for the sake, if you want to just keep on listening, um, Amelia, give us a little personal recap of kind of who you are and how you, you know, you're, I think it's important to understand people's financial philosophies because so much of our beliefs are shaped by our childhood. And I would love for you to kind of sh- re- share, and you kind of talked about this last time, but recap why you kind of how you got your beliefs about money. And my hope is that, you know, people, one, just learn about you, but also it can kind of help us all start tapping into how do we feel about money.
2: Sure. So um, I shared before last time about growing up on a farm. And um, unfortunately on our farm, um, well, like many family-owned farms, if anybody knows any family-owned farms, that's extremely difficult.
1: Mm The 70s and 80s were brutal on farms, yeah. um, still are, especially actually, on small farms. Actually, yeah, we have actually um, family that are going, a dairy farm yeah, and some going, other people and it's brutal. It's brutal, br- brutal, brutal.
2: It is brutal and um, we had a small farm and, um, and unfortunately, we lost Sorry. it. Um, that whole, you lost the farm. Yeah. Um, we yeah. lost it in a, um, in a foreclosure and my mom ended up declaring bankruptcy and my parents got divorced and um, we lived in a, a life of scarcity. I mean, I, I would say we were poor. I would not say that we were, uh, we were never, I don't know. I don't know, it's gonna sound bad but like welfare pork kind of a thing partially because my parents would never like that was against anything they believed in and we yeah. always had we always had like dairy products on the farm so we could always have yeah. milk we could always make butter we could always yeah. you could barter for stuff so i mean we always had food yeah you um, had a roof but, and you had
1: food
0: but yeah, there was not there was no any extra. extra and yeah.
2: so we would pay bills as a family and there was, it was me and my brother my mom and my dad and we would sit around this round table and we would I would open the envelopes and lay out the bills and my mom would write the checks and do the little abacus (laughs) adding machine thing. And then my dad would be the one to put them back in the thing. And we would all go through and, and we would make the decisions like we would get milk check once a month. And sometimes the milk check oftentimes it wasn't enough. And so what bill gets paid, doesn't get paid. How do you stretch this? How do you, what else can we do? Is there anything else we can sell? Can we sell another piece of equipment? Can we sell, um, do we slaughter a cow? Which is slaughtering a cow means that you're not going to have that livelihood next month mm-hmm. or any time in the future. So you could only do that so many times mm-hmm. before you before you don't well, have money. And herd. so Yeah. And so unfortunately we ended up losing our herd over it and mm-hmm. losing our farm. And it was devastating, mm-hmm. devastating on our family. And so that's always stayed with me. And I've never I've never wanted that as I tear up about it, mm-hmm. I've never wanted that for my family because yeah. I remember how stressful that was as a kid and seeing mm-hmm. my parents under that stress. And and so I've always said, I, I will never take out that kind of debt. I will never mm-hmm. do those things. It's funny is that they declare bankruptcy over a quarter million dollars. And then in Northern Virginia, where you get in a house for a quarter million dollars. I mean, yeah. here we had a huge farm. And I just and so yeah. in my mind, like I would never, like I was I'm never going to borrow that kind of money ever. And
1: then you'd go buy a house. And a quarter of a million them. dollars is $250,000? yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny when you say quarter of a million? It sounds huge. huge, but then when I was like, "Oh my gosh," if you bought a two hundred fifty thousand dollars house, that's nothing. Yeah, that's that's in nothing Northern in Northern Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, and well, and that's it. It's like it, it,
2: and also this was yeah we ninety four yeah nineteen ninety four. It's still so, a lot yeah, of money it's, for it's a sure. One hundred percent a lot of money, but that's yeah, what, but it's, scary like where though. it's like in your mind, it's like you start rationalizing but I was all say of this
1: exactly now. Yeah. Yeah. A quarter million dollars sounds like a lot. And then you go, well, it's only $250,000 only. And then people go buy houses at, you know, crazy amounts. And it's yeah. like, no one, yeah, man, that just like puts it in yeah. perspective that, yeah. you know, how, how immune we've become mm-hmm. with money. Mm-hmm. Hmm, yeah. That's interesting. And
2: so I had, so that was kind of my background. Bankers were the devil because, you know, bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Bankers were the devil. You had insurance. That was the ne- the necessary evil. There was no money, so there was no investing. So like in my mm-hmm. world, like money was always like this taboo thing. And it was always this life of scarcity. And then um, mm-hmm. move forward, um, getting into financial advising, insurance and investment. So go back to my licenses and mm-hmm. stuff. Who would have ever thought that little farm girl – yeah. amy joe growing up but <laughs> amelia is the adult because that's the more professional name <laughs> we'll go with the given name and not to amy joe but um here little amy joe is going to become a fina- uh, become a financial advisor and a yeah. banker um I'm very much against debt and very. You asked earlier about my my what's my philosophy. I'm mm-hmm. very much against it, uh, against having personal debt. And it's funny because people are always like, "But but you're a banker. You're,
1: you're kinda, lending money.
2: You kind of get paid to lend <laughs> money to people. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I do. Um, and it's and it totally doesn't. The words music don't necessarily go together. Other than if you do have to borrow, um. On the personal side, when I was still doing personal banking is I would rather you borrow from me where I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure that you're in a plan that I'm not going to allow you to overextend yourself. I'm yeah. not going to do this and I'm going to help you get out of it with a plan to get out of this mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Um, so yes, I was facilitating loans, but yeah. trying to do it in a, in a, um, in a way that I could ethically feel okay yeah. about my, with my integrity. And then on the commercial side, knowing that most businesses can't grow at the level that they need to grow at without taking out mm-hmm. debt i mean yes some can yeah most can't yeah um so again with me um yeah. but that and then my husband um so a lot of this we're going to talk about is personal stuff so my husband grew up um we talked about it before in a small town mm-hmm. outside of boise and um his parents both worked they were middle class um his dad had a decent job his, his mom wasn't was a nurse so good job mm-hmm. there dad had a decent job um and got laid off um, when troy was in i guess in high school and um then he started playing the credit card game uh-huh. and so this credit card to that credit card and this zero percent and he had this like <gasps> stack mm. stack of credit cards going from this card to that card to that card to this card to that card and and when he couldn't get a new job and then he got sick he got cancer that all I didn't know that not Troy. Oh. Uh, his dad, sorry. Oh. Troy's dad, yeah. No, when Troy's dad got cancer and like oh. the house of cards totally fell. Fell. Yes. Troy was in college at that oh point and gosh. watching his family go through it. And um and so fast forward to us getting married and with those two backgrounds together, mm-hmm. um having the pact that we would never put our family through that. And um and I had read a great book um It's like 19. Um, when I read this book, it's The Richest Man, The Richest Man in Babylon Mm. from George Clayson. And it's one of the best financial books I've ever read. And it's a, maybe a hundred pages long. It's really short. It's a, it's a, it's a financial fable, which I love. Mm -hmm. So like, it reads like a regular book. So you don't have to like kill yourself over reading financial books. Is only nerds Phew. like me want to do that, and yes. even that's like painful Thank you. for me. Thank you. <laughs> but it's a really good book, and there's one quote in there that has become our family motto over, um and we've always used this, which is, I'm willing to do today what you won't, so I can do tomorrow what you can't. Mm-hmm. And so... That's where a lot of this comes from. And why when you talk about, you know, are you dead up to your eyeballs to mm-hmm. go on all these trips? No, because we yeah. we made a lot of sacrifices early on so that we wouldn't have to later. And so um those are some of the things that we'll talk about today. But the that's my background in why I'm passionate about this. And I know I came from nothing. Um Troy came from very little. Mm-hmm. And yet we've done okay for ourselves yeah. because we were willing to make some of these, these choices. And I am a firm believer that others can too, because we're yeah. not special snowflakes. Yeah. We weren't born with a silver spoon. Nobody's given us anything. We've worked our butts off yeah. and made hard choices to get where we are. And, and anybody can.
1: Yeah. So that. anyway, that's why I think it's relevant. Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing. I love that. So (laughs) you're going to jump into some tips on how to get financially fit. Mm -hmm. Where the heck do we start? So that is, you know, where we're going to run to. One thing I do want to kind of, I don't want to digress too Mm -hmm. much, but you and I talked about kind of goal setting a little bit last time. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about kind Mm -hmm. of getting your life together. We thought about goal setting today, but we decided to kind of go in the financial route. But as I'm listening to you talk, it's reminding me that it's all centered around goal setting because how do you and your spouse or yourself get on on the same page if you don't set the same goal so i'm encouraged to see in your notes <laughs> that goal setting is part of it
0: yes. because um,
1: like i said it, i think that's that's for me I, as i was listening to you i thought yeah if you don't have goals then you just live for today you yeah. know if you don't have a vision for tomorrow mm-hmm. then you blow it, you know, and in this case, it would be financially blowing it. So we have to keep that eye eye on the
2: prize. Yeah, so so, so we'll talk about that. And I think Good. also, if you don't have a goal, either you live for today, or you only live with your history, mm. and you keep repeating the same mistakes and that being stuck mm. in that rut. And um, it could have been very easily that I stayed in that scarcity mindset. Yes. It could have been very easily that I could have repeated all of my parents' same mistakes. Yes. But it was a mindset and a choice to do to do different because of setting goals to yeah. say, I don't know I don't know what else is out there, but there's gotta be something more than a dairy farm. There's yeah. gotta be something more than living like this and and starting to seek that out. Yeah. So um so that's part of the goal setting too. So Yay. all right, Jump and um, so, girls, what so, do we need
1: to have? So where we do to start? Yes.
2: Yeah, so where to start? So one of the things I you need to know where you are today. So um kind of looking at if you're looking on the fitness side of it is okay it's the going in for your checkup mm-hmm. um which works out well because jeremy went for his checkup today <laughs>
1: perfect. <laughs> So perfect um, that's why we had yes. to record again because yes.
2: i may or may recording. not have uh, oh, we, well. we had a whole conversation that was wonderful mm-hmm. but it gave us a chance to redo it. this
1: one's so much better yes so, so much better <laughs> so Anyway, it so it's yeah, okay. So.
2: <laughs> but uh but so starting out with having um figuring out where you are today, so getting at that snapshot. So in the financial world, that means pulling your credit reports. Um, and so you can go, the, um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission has put out that you can pull your, um, your credit report with all three reporting agencies once a year for free. And it will so not affect your credit. Will not affect your credit. So you go out to annualcreditreport.com and, um, you can pull it. You can pull, pull all three of them. You have the option of paying for a score. Don't ever pay for a credit score because credit scores are, are wonky. I really hate This is a whole other podcast at some point. I really hate credit scores and and credit agencies. I love that they tell you kind of what someone's history is. But the credit score thing is so smoke and mirrors because I could pull your credit today for a commercial loan. You go to the car dealership to pull it for a car dealership. And Jeremy goes to pull the same credit report for um, getting a credit card. We're all going to get different numbers.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Even with the same agency, because we all weigh things differently.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: credit scores, like, so you get your credit score from Discover, sends it to you on your credit sc- on your credit card mm-hmm. bill. How they weigh it's different than how a mortgage company is going to weigh it. So yes, you have an eight hundred credit score with uh, on your Discover thing, but then your your mortgage company is like, no, you're like a six fifty. Like, well, why? Because they care that you pay sooner so don't I mean just it's it's a whole long story but Good, but, thank you. but don't so don't pay for the don't pay for the score just get your um get those those three that um, there three reports and what you want to look for is look for any discrepancies is there anything out there that you don't um you didn't know that there was this credit because in this mm-hmm. day and age of fraud and identity theft <laughs> yeah. that's out there um so looking for those those discrepancies is there anything that needs to be cleaned up is there weird collection stuff that's out there that you didn't know about, that there was a medical bill that you weren't aware mm-hmm. of or whatever. You co-signed with someone on a loan years ago that you forgot about and they were became a deadbeat and the credit company yeah. never came back to you because they couldn't track you down. So they just put a lien out there against you. So how do you get that stuff cleaned up? So going against and cleaning all of those things up, making sure you know where you are, that also help you with as you put together a budget. So we'll talk about that too, because it gives you all your monthly payments. So
1: so if help people someone with that is afraid to look at their credit score because it's easier to live with your head in the sand, so- what encouragement can you give? Like, I don't want to – what if I find stuff? I don't want to know. I don't want to see how bad my finances are. Well, can you give us some hope? Like, it will work out. Just it get will, your will, shit together.
2: If you don't start, you're never going to get your shit together. You can get your shit together. So, again, everybody has the ability to do it. So, but you've got to start with pulling those, knowing what the hell you have, because mm-hmm. at some point it's going to bite you in the butt. Yeah. And if you really have your head in the sand, it's really going to bite your heart because you're going to say, okay, great. I don't need to borrow anything because my car is paid for all this stuff's mm-hmm. done. Well, as soon as you have really shitty credit and you haven't dealt with it, that's when your car is going to blow up. And now you got to get a new mm-hmm. car. And you probably, if you have your head in the sand about your finances, you probably aren't a saver either. Mm. So how the hell are you going to buy a car?
1: All right. Thank you. So Thanks, this Mom. is like kind of an important thing. Thanks, this is Mom.
2: part of being an adult. you're over 18, you got to do it. So if you're under 18, make sure you're pulling credit scores on or credit reports on your kids. Ooh, um, one of the biggest um, areas of fraud um, fraud today because babies now are born and they're issued a, a, a uh, social security number within a week later, is for 18 years that's sitting out there and nobody's looking at it. It is a huge opportunity for um, for um, fraud stirred um, uh-huh. identity theft. On minors, so make sure you're pulling it on your on your minor children. Um, if you have seniors in your life, make sure you're pulling it on seniors too, because be- seniors and minors are the two because they're not usually borrowing. Mm. It's easy for them to be able to have um, have their identities stolen, and so there's nothing like your minor now becoming an adult. And they've got all this stuff out there against wow. them. So, okay. looking at that stuff early and getting it fixed early, and and it's really easy to fix this stuff. Actually, if, if there's actually wrong stuff I on was the report, say, what is there's, a quick tip then if if you so find something? If you find something on there, if, um, the annual re- annualcreditreport.com, you can actually go in and dispute right there. If you have any documentation, you can upload documentation. The FTC passed a or put an act out last year. Congress at FTC is in, is um, enforcing it, but they have. I think it's 75 days the credit, the credit reporting agency has to, to deal with it. It used to be that they wouldn't deal with it. It's another reason why I don't like credit reporting agencies, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. But they, they didn't have to deal with it until they wanted to. And so you would dispute something and it would just sit there for six months because mm-hmm. they get paid by whoever's reporting information. So if like, the bank doesn't report new information, they're like, whatever. Hmm. And so they wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And so now they have to. I think, I think it's 75 days. I think okay. it's two and a half months. But two and a half months is a long time if yeah. you're trying to get a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. You don't have two and a half months to straighten out your credit. So do it now. No. So so in our household <laughs> what we do is the week between Christmas and New Year's that's our budget that's our budget month, our budget week, we do our budget that or big budget that week. We look at, um, we pull all of our credit reports. It's all of our goal setting, all of that stuff. But that's the time we just, for us, that's our week to do it. So just pull it and then put a reminder out on your electronic calendar. Mm -hmm. Then next year, pull it again. Nice. All right. So that way you just get used to doing that and and staying on top of it. So anyway, so that's the, um, you can also freeze credit reports. So you can freeze yours and you can freeze your minor reports. um, So you can put a freeze out there through the credit agencies so that nobody can get to the credit. I will say, make sure if you do that, you put somewhere so you can figure out your passwords and pins for that, like that you can get to them quickly. Because when you're like, you're at BC's and you want to get a credit, don't do it. But um, (laughs) they go to pull your credit report and it's it's locked out. Like, sorry, we can't. So you get declined. So make sure you know that. And and why would you freeze it? Just so nobody can go out there and dink with it. If it's oh, okay. frozen, nobody can nobody can take oh. out new credit without. Oh, so it oh, protects you. Oh, Okay, it protects Do you. Do you freeze
1: yours? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, it's locked down. But that said, I'm still going to pull it and make sure
1: there's nothing. So else we. Pull, out there. So so would your non legal, just mm-hmm. my girlfriend advice mm-hmm. be that we check our credit report and then we freeze it? Yep.
2: Oh, okay. Yep. Cool.
1: Yep. Glad I so asked.
2: You, you pay a fee for that, but it's worth it. Okay. Yep.
1: And then no so, one can pull out mm-hmm. anything. Should we freeze our kids? Mm-hmm. How much is the fee, you think? If you remember correctly. You don't have to be correct. I mean, are am talking a hundred?
2: No. Uh, it's like twenty dollars or something like that per, per, I mean, your family affords me like eighty bucks. It's not, it's not much
1: to do it and wow. it's worth it just to do that. You can do Crazy. it. Um,
2: yeah. It's Thank really, you.
1: Didn't even know that. Yeah. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. Yeah.
2: It's not, it's not a lot and it just protects you. It just makes sure, like I say, you, Put your username and password somewhere. You're going to find it, especially for the minors, because you do that now. And then 18 years later, you're like, oh, yeah. And then you got to figure out how you're going to get it unfrozen. So I haven't got crossed it. that bridge
1: yet, but you okay. kind of want to. Got it. Do you have the girls as frozen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting.
2: The, I'm, I'm anal about stuff. I, yeah. This is something I didn't you even know existed. You so shouldn't thank even you. be surprised that I'm that anal about everything. Got so, it. yes. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. All right. So, okay. So that's step one of getting a checkup. That's okay. really easy. Go pull your credit report. It's yes. going to take like 10 minutes. Yes. Pull it save it, download it. I wouldn't say print it. You can, but it, the annual credit report goes back to your very first thing you got when you turned 18 or whenever you got your first credit thing. So it shows you everything. It's a full report. It's not like what you, like the only the last seven years. So it's like 40 pages long. Yeah. Okay. So you just download it as a PDF and go save it somewhere. Don't like, if you go, unless you're dying to print it. Because okay. once it's printed, then now you got to shred it. Yeah. So, oh, oh okay. right. Cool. Yeah. Right. Note to self, get
1: a shredder. Got yeah. it.
2: Don't just go throw that in the trash. <laughs> we
1: do have a shredder. Anyone listening, they' yeah. Trying to get my stuff. We do. We shred everything. They
2: burn it all. <laughs> burn, it all. <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> You're in the country. You can have a bonfire. <laughs> yep. Got to get my burn Big barrel. One. Big one. So anyway, so that's step one. Okay. Um, from there, then I would say is start working. You can use that as the basis for a net worth statement. So we keep our net worth statement up to date monthly because we're anal, but, um, and we're very goal oriented, but doing it at least once a year with like, what are all of our accounts? Where are they at? How much is in them? All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then all the debts that go with that. Um, so you can look at it and see what your total net worth is. That gives you, gives you a a, a starting line of where you're at and you can set your goals from there of how you want to, whether it's paying stuff off, it's adding more assets not liabilities but looking at that piece of it that'll help you it's also good to have that because um we always put ours in with our in our safe in our firebox next to our wills Mm -hmm. so that once a year we put it we don't put it every month but once a year we put it in there if there's a major change Mm -hmm. that way our executors we become roadkill all we do is pull out our will it has and it has our list of everything right there to make it really easy all the accounts that you have and everything all of the accounts all of the account numbers all of that and again in a safe so that it's not just out there for somebody to steal. So, but that's a, um, that's an easy thing to do and it, it'll help. Like, push comes to shove. If you've ever had a deal with settling an estate, it's a disaster. Yeah. And oftentimes it's a hot mess trying to figure out where all the bills are, what accounts yes. do they have, how do I find all this stuff. Put it all on one spreadsheet makes it really easy, makes it easy to update too if it's on a spreadsheet yes. versus if it just, if you handwrite it,
1: then you got to handwrite it every time. I just have to break in and say, thank you, Amelia, for sharing this because. It's fun to listen to funny stories, and you know I love a good funny story, but I also just really appreciate the real shit. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, this is overwhelming. Really is. <laughs> well, no, it's like I'm thinking of people, like, I'm not even really thinking of people listening. I'm thinking of myself, and it's like, ugh, I don't want to think about this. But, like, guys, freaking adults, we have to. Yeah, Come on. A, Except it, for it, a couple it, of my teenage listeners. Shout out. Um, I don't even know if you exist. Um, But, like... <laughs> Oh, this sucks like this sucks Amelia I don't Adulting. want to deal with this. Adulting sucks but you know what we're, but, we're adults. I know so thank you You're thank welcome. you thank you You're for welcome. this. So um yeah so okay you know, so that's a quick your shout out for that. Yeah. So that's your if you, so if you look at your
2: credit history is your past your net worth statement is your current your budget is your future. So then all of that helps you put together a budget. And that budget is incredibly important. So if you look at um if you look at that um we'll talk about how to actually put in a real budget. So I'm like flipping through my pages here and my net worth statement to see if I had any other stuff I wanted to share specifically no. on that. I don't really think there is. Um, but you can, I mean, net worth is pretty simple. Assets minus liabilities is net worth. So your house, your cars, your checking accounts, 401ks, mm-hmm. all of that goes on that, the asset piece, anything that's debt associated with any of those put on there and then that gives you your final net worth. And that gives you so that you'll be able to, to see where you are as you're trying to set goals. And as you're trying to pay things off, um, that'll help with with that piece of it. Um, and this is also the, the banker in me, the commercial banker in me, I always love it when people come in and tell me, I have a million dollar business, it means that they made a million dollars, they grossed a million dollars top line. It's like, what's your business actually worth? What's the actual net value of it? Not net revenue. What's your net value of it? That is a very different Mm -hmm. number than your million dollars. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, we make six figures. Awesome. So what's your actual net worth? Negative what? (laughs) So, I mean, that's the reality of it. So it's it's that same thing. So it's the it shows you it gives you a snapshot of where you really actually are. And it's a real adult moment of like. Good, bad or ugly, Come look in the Jesus. mirror. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. and it's important. And that's, and that's your starting point. So, yes. so using that, um, of where you are. And then from there, because you, you've also pulled your credit report and you have all this, it gives you your monthly payment. So that gets you into, into budgeting. So we'll talk about that, um, as we go too. But you talked about setting goals.
1: Mm-hmm. And so to me, having a goal is important for budgeting because yeah. it, what if are you he, working towards? Yeah. yeah, why? Of course, you're going to yeah. live for today because who cares <clears throat> yeah. Uh, tomorrow? Yeah. So if you were to set, um, if you were to set a goal, give me a financial
2: goal. Like what's on your?
0: Go to uh, Thailand. Oh, why Thailand? To see the uh, uh, there's a, a missionary there that I went to high school
1: with. <laughs> Turn your mic on.
0: There's a missionary in Thailand. Hi. Yeah. Hello. How are you doing? Here I am. Hey. Um, voice. There's a missionary in Thailand who uh, does mission work there, lives there, has from a family here. there mm-hmm. from here. I grew up with him.
1: Grew and up on a dairy farm here. Hey. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: he did. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So it would be, I think, really cool to go visit where he is uh, just to see. I mean, we support them financially. The ch- our church definitely yeah, does. The mm-hmm. church does. Um, oh. Yeah, we, we. I don't want to do, take too much. No, credit. no, no. We we do a little bit, but you know, but to to go that that would be a goal. Awesome. Yeah.
2: So I think that's the important part of having the goals. Not just I want to travel. Yeah. Why? Why? Because saying I want to travel is not specific enough. Mm -hmm. But if you were to say I want to go to Thailand and the reason I want to go to Thailand is this. So having that purpose and that passion behind it because budgeting sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you. It's hard. Discipline sucks. Discipline sucks. But we're called to to be disciplined. Yeah. And and life is hard. And living by a budget is hard. And making sacrifices is hard. And if you don't have a reason for it, like Mm -hmm. emotional – here's why I'm Mm -hmm. doing this, when it's hard, it's easy to go, meh, Ah, you know, I can, I can blow my money over here. I can do that. It's like, no, but I'm actually trying to go to Thailand to take my family or to go see a missionary or to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to do it by this day. So maybe I shouldn't buy that $5 coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I shouldn't go do the shopping trip or do whatever that easy blow feels good right now is because, I'm willing to do today what you won't so I can do tomorrow what you can't Mm -hmm. comes back in. So going back to the George Clayson quote, that's there is it gives you that piece of it. And if you have that purpose, then it makes it a lot easier to go back to it. So if you think about people, especially this time of year, the big thing is I want to be debt free. Mm -hmm. Well, what does that mean? Well, that that purpose, then that 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 passion piece of it is then it gives you freedom. And I want to feel that flexibility, I want to have options. If I'm debt free, I don't have all of that i don't have that burden on me. Mm -hmm. So you can look at that at people that say, I want to retire early. Well, what does that mean? It means that I can spend more time with my family. I can travel. I can do all of these things. I can um I want to save for my kids' education. Well why? Because I want their future to be better than mine and I want my grandkids' future to be better than mine. And so kind of tying those kinds of things back into an emotional purpose Mm -hmm. makes it a lot better for, for that that goal setting. So then when you're budgeting it doesn't hurt as much because you know when you're putting money towards that line item it's because there's a passion behind mm-hmm. it, so it, it makes yeah. it, it makes it not hurt quite as bad.
1: Yeah. So does that make sense? I love it because, like I said, I think that <clears throat> we, just as humans, you know, you're like chasing, you know, uh, feeling good basically. And so, if if you're not feeling good, like so with money, if we're like, oh, we want to go do something fun with our money today because we want to feel better, you kind of have to build that muscle of um, what's it called? Uh, I can't even think of the word when you wait for something like kids, um, patience, patience, yeah. Or like when you put off for today. Like there's, they did this uh, experiment with kids where they gave them marshmallows mm-hmm. and they said, if you eat the marshmallow, you you know you can eat the one, but if you wait for me, you'll have two. And so mm-hmm. it it tests the kids to mm-hmm. see who has the um, ability to. I just can't think of the word, but resilience, uh, maybe. maybe, maybe, yeah, but I like
2: patience, resilience, yeah.
1: Delayed gratification. That's what it was, delayed gratification. Well, Amelia has shared some great tips and she has so much more to share that we actually decided to do a second episode. Yes, a legit number two pit stop. Same guest, same topic, number two. So check it out next week for Amelia's part two episode of the pit stop more great tips and you can catch her full flush this friday we actually go over her vision for improving the financial health of her local community she has some great ideas and something that i think could be duplicated everywhere so join us back with the full flush to hear her vision and of course next week for more wonderful tips
2: And that's a wrap for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at MMExteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production.
1: That was the greatest thing I've ever
0: heard. Don't forget to check out the after show on the Full Flush bonus episode where Samantha and I continue the conversation with our guest. You can find the Full Flush episode right here on Flushing It Out every Friday.